to another episode of Pacific Islander Podcast. Today we'll be discussing cannibalism. My name is Stephen Harper, and my co-hosts are... Maddie Griffith, Hallie Brown, and Isabella Bonner. So, um, we've got a lot to talk about today, from Captain Cook and the Maori to Fiji to the islands of Vanuatu to New Guinea, um, and just some basic general information about what cannibalism is and was to these people in the Pacific Islands and around the world. So, um, starting off, I've, I've got some information here on about the, the Great Famine in Europe. I'm sure you guys are all mm-hmm. familiar with mm-hmm. the, uh, the Great Famine. Um, and I'm sure you guys are familiar with the story of Hansel and Gretel as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, during the, uh, the, 13, the, the 1300s, it was thir- about 1315, um, an author wrote the story of Hansel and Gretel based on uh, some practices that were taking place uh, during the time. Uh, so, for example... People got extremely hungry, so they uh, they decided to to munch on some other people. Um, <laughs> there's uh, been carbon dating uh, leading to the period of the Great Famine, uh, which uh, indicates burning and butchering of human bodies. Um, it, many people deny that cannibalism actually existed, but uh, it definitely took place. Lots of children found abandoned, mass graves, and stuff like that. Um, another place is Jamestown. I'm sure you guys are all familiar with that as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yes. They ate dogs, cats, horses, anything they could really uh, do to survive in their their new settlement in the new world, which included people at times. Obviously, the um, the Aztec tribes and um, the Aztec kingdoms throughout uh, South America um, before the conquistadors arrived, many practices of cannibalism, especially among younger children, um, was, yeah, definitely a scary sight to, to come by. Um, and then everyone's favorite, of course, James Cook, um, in 1770, he um, made his way to New Zealand and discovered some of the first cannibalistic rituals that he'd seen. Um, he observed practices practiced by the Maori. Um, pretty much, uh, it, it was explained to him by a um, Tahitian assistant, so which was his kind of like priest that was guiding him through the areas, even though he didn't actually get to the actual, actual uh, archipelago. So, talking about the Maori, the Maori, like Stephen said, they were the first people to explain cannibalism to James Cook, um, his Tahitian assistant did show him, and the Maori has been participating in cannibalism since the beginning of time. Um, The Maori participated in cannibalism, and it was very widespread throughout New Zealand until the mid-1800s, but many of history books, they disregard it. It's not talked about that often, how cannibalism affected the Maori and how often they did it. Um, In 1772, Du Freches, an explorer from France, um, anchored in the Bay of Islands, needing to fix their ships and find vegetables to treat scurvy, which had broken (laughs) out. Um, and their crews. Um, While there, two separate accounts written by survivors stated that the crew befriended local Maori chiefmen named T. Kauri. And on June 17, 1772, Du Freshi, the explorer and the group of sailors with him were attacked by the Maori tribesmen under T. Kauri and killed and ate 27 people on their ships. Wow. 
the last 27 people, all it's, of them. It's just crazy to like come to a new island and then you meet the people and they go, oh, by the way, we eat other people. So don't cross <laughs> us. We eat enemies. It, it just makes you think of how many people were inhabiting those islands when, when they originally arrived. I mean, yeah. I, I remember when it was the, the Dutch that first made contact with them in, I believe it was the 14th century, um, or sorry, 1400s, it was uh, early 1400s, um, and they they didn't actually, I don't think they got into, oh, they did, actually, okay. So they they docked their ships in a similar way as, as this French uh, uh, seafarer did, he, and they tried to go inland, they'd get on these little rowboats that they'd have off the side of their galleons and they'd, they'd head inland and they were met every single time with sort of a hostile kind of greeting from from the Maori the, the the tribes on the shore they'd throw rocks and spears and stuff like that eventually they were able to get closer and closer and they even had gotten contact with them for a little bit um, but they stopped for similar reasons because they needed food and, and stuff like that yeah. and supplies and wanted to explore this vast new island that they had found um, eventually, when they were going out on the rowboats to land, the they were the Maori were co- accompanied by must 50, 60 different uh, these canoes built out of tree trunks, mm-hmm. and they attacked the the rowboats and they actually t- took two men captive and brought them back to shore. Well, they killed them instantly and then brought yeah. them back to shore. So kind of makes you think of what what happened to those poor people. But uh, yeah, Lunched. that's what. <laughs> they were munched. They were munched, yes. <laughs> Cooked and then passed around in a fire. Yeah. But, yeah, so later, the Maori attempted to destroy the rest of the expedition, uh, expedition that the French were doing, and but they lost because the French killed them with their firearms. Um, and Typical French. <laughs> Typical French. Yeah, they killed them with their firearms, and the Maori spears were not strong enough to <laughs> go against <laughs> guns um so upon their return to france even though they let you know 27 of their people you know got eaten there um they told the story of cannibal cannibalism to the french party and it was used to refute fashionable ideas of the natives living as noble savages so instead of being noble savages they're just savages (laughs) so do you know what categorized uh a noble savage, or I guess a noble savage would be like they live in the wild and they don't have a lot of the things that the European people have. So like a shower, shampoo, and conditioner. So yeah. like the noble savages were like they were nice people, but they lived like outdoors and they didn't have as many resources. Gotcha. But instead of having that idea in their head, since the Maori ate twenty-seven of their people, they think that they're just savages now. <laughs> They didn't want to give gotcha. anybody the wrong yeah. idea. They, 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 they've been, <laughs> lo- been lowered a level, yeah. Maybe if you didn't eat our people, we would. <laughs> it's crazy to think that they call them savages, too, because we do know that they have created so many types of industrialized things that are used in white European countries, too, but not at the scale and the extent. It's not as yeah. mechanical, but they had the same things that they did. Yeah. They just made them themselves, so it's crazy that they called them savages. Yeah. Well, they also had like different ways. They didn't necessarily have technology in the way that Europe did, but they still used like yeah, not necessarily math in the way we knew it and that stuff, but also like the navigation skills. Mm-hmm. Like 
it was like said that they had like no written language and no like written math and that stuff but they still traveled very like directly and intentionally to yeah. like all the different yeah. islands that they ended up populating and that stuff and it's like clearly it wasn't like oh we just happened to fall upon these islands and that stuff mm-hmm. like yeah. as like yeah. Europeans did which I wonder if it was like because they got to the islands by mistake they just assumed mm-hmm. everyone else did and it's like but no like the Pacific Islanders of the past generally like they've used the different weather patterns and um, all that stuff to like map out and yeah. pinpoint where islands were thousands of miles away. Yeah, I think it was the Austronesians that made it to Madagascar at yeah. some point and then Insane. and conquered the entire island. So which is just yeah, they they didn't get there by mistake. Yeah. Well, maybe it's a bit far away. They could have just overshot a little bit. But, <laughs> you know. So, also, another place that Captain Cook went to was Fiji, and they also have quite the history of cannibalism as well. It dates back about 2,500 years based on remains that have found, but back then it was a lot more infrequent, um, and it was mostly infrequent throughout the islands of Fiji for the majority of the time until really the 18th and 19th centuries when it reached its all-time high, but then it declined again in the mid to end of the uh, 19th century as Christianity was introduced with the missionaries. Kind of died out, pun intended. (laughs) But um, there are also the main reasons for cannibalism that um, were listed, at least in more of the Pacific Islands, was typically famine, revenge slash warfare, morbid affection, magic, and uh, religion and habit. And then on Fiji, what cannibalism was usually the reasoning for it was through either religion the revenge or war um and then also just habit so there were a lot of religious ceremonies that especially again in the end of the 18th and 19th centuries um human sacrifices were used as uh, offerings to the gods or even the high chiefs themselves and there was also like usually human sacrifice used with um, the construction of new temples uh the chief's house uh his creation of like um the canoes, either mm-hmm. the launching it or just like the um, building of it, and also the coronation. And then, actually, like when cannibalism was at its highest in Fiji, like the grand feasts that they would hold were considered like not complete if there wasn't a human sacrifice oh. with them. It was like, mm, there's no human sacrifice yeah. here. Sucks to be here. Mm, I don't know about this. <laughs> Late party. Yeah, pretty much. It was like, it's not a party unless there's a <laughs> Unless we got some food. <laughs> yeah. and it, it, like, it really, like, learning about all this stuff, it kind of, like, shapes the way that we think about cannibalism. cannibalism mm-hmm. Because, I don't know about y'all, but when I first, first thing that popped into my head when you hear the word cannibalism is Jeffrey Dahmer. And just mm-hmm. the evil eating of other people just to have that power and just, like, the evilness. But as we do this research, we learn a lot of times it's based on, like, religion. Yeah. And how they think of things and how their culture was it's not really because they are bad people it's just that's all they knew there's a lot more gray areas as well Mm -hmm. like a lot of sections and like different specific reasonings or it's also like it's very interesting as well because i feel like a lot of from what we've heard about from the different like mentalities of people that have been asked about like oh why are you eating people it's like it's either like a respect thing or it's like we would never eat people in our family unless they were like passed away or like we'd Mm -hmm. only eat people like from other tribes because they're not they are not us they're like something else that is not humans but it was like oh would you eat like your friend over there like giving the option they're like absolutely not like that's horrible so it's like it's interesting also that the mentality is different Mm -hmm. it's like oh, we're eating people, but they're no longer, like, the people that we know or are connected to anymore. Yeah, I mean, 
for example, my one of my first introductions to cannibalisms, especially in Pacific Islands. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. He's got his interaction, obviously, with the, the cannibals on the uh, on one of the islands that he gets stranded mm-hmm. on. And, I mean, it, it is called Pirates of the Caribbean, but uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's depicting uh, kind of uh, South Pacific um, cannibalistic rituals that they, that they practice and their kind of tribes that they had. Um, and it, it, I guess it kind of painted it in a pretty bad light through mm-hmm. um, the actual... Pra- and, um, yes, there is evidence that there were yeah. tribes that would consume just any one that they would find just... Typically for the sport of it, and like you mentioned, mm-hmm. out of habit, it kind of yeah. became like an addiction, yeah. uh, the consumption of, of human meat. But when you really look at it, it's there's a lot more that goes into it besides just the ruthless killing yeah. and consuming of people. And like yeah. when you talked about the famine, like, you got to eat to survive, and if you want to live, you might have to eat people. Like, sometimes that happens, like, you to gotta survive. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah you do De- what you got to do. Desperate yeah. times cause for desperate measures, yeah. yeah. It just comes down to survival of the <laughs> yeah. fittest at that yeah. point. It was not always desperate measures in Fiji, though, however, (laughs) I will say, so with the warfare aspect, there was definitely, like, if there was a battle, like, uh, the enemy warriors and that stuff that they captured or, like, killed an enemy, they would um, take that enemy and eat them. But also, at a certain point, like, if there hadn't been any, like, kind of, like, non-planned battles, they'd actually raid other villages being like, we need, we need a person, we haven't eaten a person in a while, we gotta, we gotta go snatch one. So um, they would mostly eat, like, conquered peoples or um, slaves, or also if they were, like, again, in really just craving and wanting mm-hmm. uh, human, they would actually eat, like, the lower caste of their communities and that stuff. But, yeah, back with, um, like, eating one's enemy, it was considered an act of vengeance beyond the grave and basically to kind of, like, continue that, like, war with that person. Um, beyond the grave and it was considered a great triumph to eat one's enemy and a great humiliation to be eaten by one's enemy and also in the eating of one's enemy um, you would inherit the victim's knowledge and that stuff so I think that was another reason why at least kind of more like I guess you could say the upper levels of society because I think warriors were considered a lot Mm -hmm. higher up Um, it was like a lot more ceremonial because you were gaining important knowledge about like warfare that could be like a tactical advantage mm-hmm. and that stuff um but yeah and then how the bodies were actually eaten is most of the times they were tortured alive um before they were killed um or also and then they were cooked uh in these underground ovens and that's a big kind of like um have like hot stones and then i think some like banana leaves or some kind of mm-hmm. whatever large leaves were on the uh, island and that's how the body was placed and also sometimes alive um and then buried with dirt and cooked overnight and then like eaten in the morning um, and it was also, like, considered a big disrespect, like, if it was, like, a true, like, deep-seated enemy, like, if you left the body in the oven and just kind of, like, let it just, like, char over, it was, like, you're, uh, you're worth going to the effort to, like, kill and, like, going through the disrespect of it, but you're not worth eating, kind of thing, so that was, like, a big, <laughs> oh my yeah. god, can you imagine, yeah. like, finding out that you're not worth eating, I'd be like, bro, <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> All of this? All of this? That, that practice of the practice of them cooking remind. Have you guys ever been to like a luau or anything like yes. that? Yes. I was gonna say I um, 
it kind of reminds me of the practice of that a little bit. I mean, because when they they put like a pig under underground and mm-hmm. they'll cover it in stones, long and pigs. Dirt. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, it yeah. makes it makes sense because it comes luas are from like Hawaii mm-hmm. area. Yes, where it was, so it was evident that there were there was yeah. evidence of of cannibalism in places like that. So it kind of makes yeah, you think yeah. if you go to a luau and eat the like pig out of the ground like that is that's kind of the same way that people like that yeah. would consume other people. I mean. I mean yeah, it's also just an effective way to cook things, but yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, sometimes those things are people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and then a little fun fact about Fiji, um, and the most prolific cannibal was actually a chief from from Fiji, uh, Racha Udre Udre, who was believed to have eaten eight hundred and seventy-two people, minimum to a thousand. Wow. So at his grave, wow. like yeah, he'd like apparently developed this like, just desire for like the taste of human flesh and like apparently never really ate anything other than humans and on his grave um there were like like all these stones and each of the stones represented um one of the human lives that he'd eaten and that second so there were only 872 left but it's believed that like people also like took them uh, it's kind of like souvenirs and that stuff souvenirs (laughs) souvenirs they were like i'll take one but yeah 877 people that is, man was obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was yeah. obsessed. And it makes me think, like, what is in the flesh to make people get addicted to it? Like, is there, like a, like, a chemical? There has to be, like, a chemical. Like, I like steaks, but you don't see me going out. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's the, the actual meat itself rather than just the, the practice of Yeah, like, maybe, like, the idea of having, like, the power. Consuming mm-hmm. another one's yeah, enemy and just yeah. kind of, like, the Interesting. Yeah, always also like the ceremony around you. It wasn't someone necessarily like slain someone in battle and just like took a yeah. chunk out yeah. there. It was like it was a, there was a big preparation that mm-hmm. brought the community mm-hmm. together. So it could also have been like I don't know maybe the placebos from like be like oh every time we like eat a person we're in this great big ceremony yeah. of just like joyous times and celebration kind of thing. Especially like if you won a battle and that stuff. That's also even yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so it could have been like that, but um, yeah. How about some other reasonings for like rituals behind cannibalism and that stuff? Yeah, so in the islands of Vanuatu, there is tons of that stuff that was going on. And for those of you that don't know, the island of Vanuatu is now known as the Republic of Vanuatu. It's a little island country that's located in the South Pacific Ocean. Uh, it's actually known as paradise by some people because the waters are super clear. And they don't really know when they get there that people were eaten there. But that is a whole part of their tourism. Originally, uh, Melanesian tribes occupied these islands, but of course, Europeans came in. First it was Spain, then France, the United Kingdom, they followed them. And we don't really have a lot of information on them before uh, the missionaries and Europeans came in. A lot of the information we do have is from Lapita sites, as we know that is where a lot of our history comes from but we do 100% know that they did cook and eat human flesh so usually it was not something that they did to survive they weren't going through any famine or anything it was more of a ritualistic practice these ceremonies were always done and performed by the chiefs in a specific ceremonial site and they called them the chief's kitchen which wow. <laughs> which is oh. it kind of makes me think, think of like Gordon Ramsay like <laughs> 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 
They yeah. called it the Chase Kitchen. Literal Hell's Kitchen. Yes, <laughs> yes, literally Hell's Kitchen. But they would usually use captives. Um, they would take them during warfare and fights. They would bring them back alive, or they would bring people that they have already killed. But sometimes they would also bring captives of people who stole a woman from somebody in their tribe. Mm. So if somebody in your tribe had a crush on a girl and somebody from another tribe was like, actually, she's mine, that dude from the other tribe probably going to get cooked because you don't, you don't take that man's woman, which you're is crazy. Burnt. <laughs> you're getting burnt. <laughs> it's like, you're coming home with me. So, yeah, it sounds like they just had a lot of vindictive tendencies, yeah. which just caused them to travel to a chief's kitchen. Yeah, which, like, uh, instead of taking the L, like, she don't like you that much, you <laughs> just kill off and eat the competition. But it wasn't anything that was, that we would see of, they automatically just, you're dead. They would actually bring them in front of a judge, and the judge would decide their fate. But majority of the time, like, they would be cooked, and they would be ate. But it's... It's kind of like how we have set up here in the United States. They would bring them in front of the judge, which is usually like the chief or like a chief's right-hand man, and you'd plead your case, and you would just be decided guilty or not guilty to eat or not to be eaten. But <laughs> To eat or not to eat. <laughs> because a lot of times they thought that people who have done them wrong had catsum or black magic in their body, and the way to get mm. rid of that was to eat them. And like you said... Isabella, when we talked about different rituals and everything that they were cooked a certain way and it was very prepared. So I do actually have a quote from a oh. ancestor from a tribe member, which is it's crazy. So it says, first, our ancestors would dig a hole into the ground, just a normal hole, and then they put stones in the hole and cut the person into pieces and put them on top. Ooh. They'd add some yams and taro and put some more hot rocks to cover it with banana leaves to keep the steam in. The standard baking time for the underground oven was three to five hours, and the village chief always got to eat the victim's head, <laughs> which I guess... Like the, the whole thing? Yeah. I, I guess, to each their own. <laughs> like, like, on the head, though. I know, like, do they, do like, is it more like the brain? Yeah. yeah, or I know, like, other places they'd use, like, once they, um, they'd, like, cut the head kind of, mm -hmm. like, open and use that as, like, a drinking cup for, like, Interesting. Further. So it could also oh. maybe be something like nice. that. Or, like, also then maybe, like, back to the knowledge sort of thing is, like, your brain houses your knowledge. So it was, like, ah, oh, this is, like, yeah. inheriting. Yeah this person's yeah. knowledge, but, yeah, interesting. Yeah, and it's, like, they went into a lot of time of preparation, and at the very end of the quote, I thought this was something to be said. They did say they don't do it anymore, and they do feel really sorry for those people now. So <laughs> the people that live on those islands do feel remorse and do feel guilt for what has happened, which... Yeah, hey, we're sorry for eating you. Yeah. We love Oops. an apology. Yeah, sorry like, about that. <laughs> I mean, you can only do so much if your yeah. ancestors yeah. were eating people for years. Yeah. But these sites, of course, have been long abandoned, and the last report of cannibalism was in 1969, which isn't that I too far I was going to say, off. yeah, it's still considered pretty recent. With Yeah. Around this time, uh, French missionaries came, and they Christianized the islands, of course, and that changed a lot of the culture in Vanuatu especially their ritual practices. And when they came, a lot of people were really willing to convert, but they still wanted to eat and kill humans because they thought the flesh was more tender than other meats. 
So they were like, yeah, we'll like go to church, read the Bible, but we still want to eat people and that's okay with you. Yeah, it's just back to that kind of dopamine that they must yeah. have gotten from just consuming the flesh of other people, which is kind of just is unthinkable for to people living in society like this, but in Western culture. But yeah. you look at someone in the, the cultures that lived at that time, I'm sure that was commonplace. I mean, it's mm-hmm. sure it was extremely, it was just well known that you were, if you messed up in a place like Vanuatu, then you'd plead plead your case to the... Uh, you might get numbed. Num, num, num. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to enter a plea deal in a place like that. But, um, yeah. Um, do, you have any, do you have any more about it? Yeah, it's crazy because though we don't have a lot of information before and during the time of cannibalism, we do have a lot afterwards. Like I said, there, it's been years since they've done cannibalism, but you are still able to visit those sites. You can go to those sites and you can see their skulls and all other bones just layered on the ground. It is now seen as a sacred place. And many of the locals are will give you a tour of those sites and show you the preparations of what they did to cook the meat. And, of course... With not people. Right? Yeah, no. not people. Okay, yeah, that's good. Uh, hopefully not people. Hopefully or, not, yeah. <laughs> This is a We Are Your Two Tour, guys. We'll be giving you the tour. Um, oh, here we get to the thing. Um, hop in. Who wants to volunteer? <laughs> yeah, we're going to need a volunteer from <laughs> the crowd. We need a volunteer. Raise your hand, please. <laughs> but they still pass those cooking methods, like we've talked about with the banana leaves and everything under the ground with the hot rocks. Mm-hmm. They pass it down from generation to generation. So though they still don't eat people, they still have the custom of that ceremony and that ritual yeah. of prepping that food and preparing it and I bet you it probably tastes good not the human food but if you put like a pig or something in there I bet it probably yeah. tastes good I mean wait did they use the same oven well it was the it was I don't think so I feel like yeah. that like if it's it's considered sacred ground now so yeah. if they used it I feel a lot of people would get upset because the chiefs mm-hmm. were also buried there as well mm-hmm. on yeah. those yeah. in the okay. chief's kitchen yeah, maybe so chief's the people kitchen. they just made a new one <laughs> a new one each time mm-hmm. yeah maybe it's very possible yeah. yeah yeah or like if they're cooking like food probably like by their houses and that stuff or like in a central area of the mm-hmm. community but if it's yeah if it's a sacred area it's probably just for like people or like other uh different like rituals and that yeah. stuff yeah i mean there's just vast amounts of islands throughout the uh the south pacific were just um kind of known for their uh ruthlessness i mean from fiji to vanuatu and even new guinea as well um i know that there's, I uh, read a, a story from the Smithsonian about someone who had visited um, the Korowai, uh, K-O-R-O-W-A-I. Hmm. Um, so it was one of the last tribes in New Guinea that actually practiced cannibalism to this day. Um, they live about 100 miles inland from the uh, Arafura Sea, um, which is, if I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the, the story of Michael Rockefeller, mm-hmm. who um, he was the son of the New York governor at the time, Nelson Rockefeller, in, 19, in the 1960s. He disappeared in, in northern uh, New Guinea when he was collecting artifacts from another uh, Papuan tribe. So his body was never found, um, mm-hmm. no evidence of where he ever went, and it's assumed that he was consumed by, by <laughs> this tribe. Yeah, and that's, people vacation there, like... Yeah, uh, people do vacation. I'm not sure if he was on a vacation. No. Yeah, he was, I uh, mean, if he, he was, <laughs> worst vacation ever. 
Yeah, he's <laughs> out. He was out collecting artifacts for for a different yeah. tribe at at the time. Um, yeah. It was a suspected theory that he had been consumed and eaten. Yeah. Um, Don't steal people's artifacts. Yeah, yeah. Just a just a thought. Yeah, I mean, th- this this tribe had kind of been living in solitude for a while because they mm-hmm. they lived in the most northern highlands of New Guinea. Then um, New Guinea is the second largest island in the world, right after Greenland. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's got a very, very um, dense populated tropical landmass mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the Pacific. Um, and it's lots of, lots of scientists have, through the years, have gone to talk to these tribes um, about their hundreds of different languages, cultures, and everything that was, goes on on this island, including the practice of, of cannibalism. Um, there was a strange disease that was sweeping through the northern highlands of New Guinea um, and even kind of made its way into southern New Guinea as well uh, in the 1960s as well. After uh, Rockefeller had, Michael Rockefeller disappeared, it kind of sparked an interest in, in, the, in the area. Lots of news uh, coverages picked it up. Um, Somebody died? Let's check it out. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's go. Yeah, like, it, let's scooby-doo it. Let's, yeah. let's go check it out, yeah. So they had discovered a strange disease that a lot of these people were, were dealing with. Um, and the disease was very similar to mad cow disease. Uh, like, they'd lose mm-hmm. feelings in their legs. They'd pretty much lose their minds, getting so fatigued, not able to pick up their own food to eat it, couldn't walk. Like I said, they'd, lost, they'd got paralysis through ha- halfway through their... Uh, through their lives, especially in in women and children on New Guinea, um, it was most prevalent in almost never seen in in men, just uh, women and children. Um, the the locals um, they described the disease as something called the kuru, um, or the which was their their word for shaking or uh, and kind of like spazzing was that was their word kuru was their word for that. Um, and this came from, most likely, this, the scientists had depicted it down to coming from the consumption of human flesh during funerals, um, which is, it wasn't the first theory, but there were a couple theorists out there who had kind of been like, mm, this is not adding up here, this is a possibility of what could be happening. Mm-hmm. So they went to go investigate and it was found to be true. Um, what this tribe has been doing, and I'm sure many other tribes in um, New Guinea throughout centuries have been eating their dead um, mm-hmm. if someone would die rather than the thought of them being consumed by if they left their bodies out in the open and get consumed by maggots mm-hmm. and it would be eaten and if they buried it it would be consumed by the worms and, and um, the, the earth would eventually take it and they, they didn't see that fit um, they thought it would be much more appropriate to uh, consume the bodies themselves. Um, they would cook it, they'd roast it over a fire, and they would eat everything of the body. They would eat everything except for the gallbladder. Is the only thing they mm. would not eat. What is wrong with the gallbladder? Mm. It's it's been um, not tasty enough. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it, it's. I think it's honestly what it is. There's Has been no lots, taste. there's been lots <laughs> of tribes um, that have no, that you. they. C- Consider the gallbladder. They don't eat it. They they never so do. So you eat like the intest- small and large intestine. But not the they would eat everything. Um, <laughs> and especially the the brain was considered a delicacy. Oh, I, yeah. In in this um, the Makes sense. the women, it's 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 a bit of a strange practice. But the uh, the women would remove the brain from the head. They cut the top of the head off, remove the brain, mix it with ferns, and uh, they'd cook it in tubes of bamboo. So. 
They'd kind of yeah, for, <laughs> forbidden go forbidden go it's a little yeah, it's a little stomach raunching to to think about something like that. Um, but it was primarily adult women who were the people that would prepare this the food. They would cut it up and and they'd eat it because they they um, the Korowai would they believe that the women's bodies were capable of housing and taming dangerous spirits that would accompany a dead body. For example, this this Kuru. Um, and they uh, they assumed the Kuru was, of course, of, of sorcery um, and of a super, supernatural force, yeah. basically, because they, they didn't have any knowledge yeah. of, of diseases and stuff like that you could get from it. Um, the, it showed that people got this disease from eating other infected people. It's kind of like mad, mad, cow, di- mad mm. cow disease, mm. um, which showed people can get um, it from eating infected cow or infected uh, meat. Um, and it pretty much just showed how it can actually be extremely dangerous to consume. Like Throughout history, it was shown that lots of disease and, and famine was eventually caused by, because not everyone would except the meat some people mm-hmm. would they'd refuse to eat it because of the way the yeah. way it made them feel they're scared of dangerous spirits that would have they would have uh, got from it such as the the kuru um, and the the epidemic was finally considered over in 2012 <sighs> so it had the consuming of bodies of their their dead had been practiced up until Recently, in in the it was there's evidence of it in, in the early two thousands, um, and they they had declared this official um, uh, prion disease, from which was a, a prion disease is what you get from if, from eating um, like infected or or uh, I guess uncooked meat. Mm. Um, uncooked brain. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was considered over in 2012. It was an epidemic through the entire population of New Guinea because um, even if you weren't consuming other bodies, it, it was uh, it could be transferred through um, mothers to their children and, and so on and so forth. Oh Interesting. Yeah, it uh, it just goes to show how. Cannibalism is, is that a very, very strange and mm-hmm. sort of interesting history, mm-hmm. I feel like. I mean, we had a, well had a lot of very uh, cool information that we brought about just the, um, the um, information. Yeah, any more on it? Yeah, so we know that James Cook, he explored New Guinea, and he also explored Fiji, and the Maori explained cannibalism to him, but what actually happened to James Cook? How did he die? Uh, well, I'll let you know. <laughs> in, I, like, I might know. <laughs> I, I can think I have a clue. <laughs> in 1779, Cook tried to take the Hawaiian king for hostage after the theft of a ship, uh, of a ship that he had when he was exploring, which was a really bad idea for him. Um, <laughs> the community was alarmed by this because obviously they're taking his king, yeah, their like, king what? for a hostage here. And they took matters into their own hands and they stabbed him to death in oh, Hawaii. Oh man, not James Cook. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. So sad. But um, this led to rumors that Cook had been Cooked up <laughs> and eaten cooked by cooked, yes. <laughs> he got he got cooked by um, the Hawaiians that killed him, but um, allegedly 
that isn't true. (laughs) Allegedly, that's not true. And that the natives actually just roasted him enough to take the flesh off of his bones because bones were supposed to make you powerful. Mm-hmm. So they didn't actually cook and eat him, but, but they still cooked him. They still cooked yeah. him. <laughs> and they gave the rest of his bones to the British ship, the British ships. Yeah. So they didn't actually eat him, but they did they did roast him yeah. over a fire. <laughs> kind of kind of a show of power like we yeah. we've just we've just conquered and killed your your kind of captain, your yeah. your one of your great explorers and it was kind of their way of showing, like, hey, we are capable of doing this. Like, look what we've yeah. done to your leader. We'll do this. Go away is pretty yeah. much yeah. Is yeah. what they were this. trying to say. Yeah. yeah. You want this? No, you don't. It's <laughs> also like, why do you do that? Like, <laughs> yeah. Just leave him alone. Over yeah. a ship? <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. Build leave, a new one. Just leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> Build a new one. It's not worth getting your yeah flesh removed from your bones. That's, yeah. yeah. Scary. An yeah. awful, awful way to die, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that he also like did that also after all of his exploring and that stuff. And, like, yeah, this was his every... third time. This yeah. is his third trip, and he like died on his third trip, which is in Hawaii out of all places. Yeah, in Hawaii, like, got, a, got a little too right? cocky. Yeah. I know, right? And, yeah, let me take your king. <laughs> Y'all are gonna do nothing about it. Like, what the king do? <laughs> nothing, probably. <laughs> yeah. Just take him back. Be like, oh, look what I found. <laughs> <laughs> Europe. Look at this man. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I think that's it. Uh, we've, uh, we've covered yeah. a lot of good information. I feel like about the uh, about cannibalism and the uh, the rituals of it and kind of yeah. what was considered to be acceptable and not acceptable and consuming people as which is. A very strange topic to get into, but we we found it interesting. Um, and Heck like, yeah! Like I said, yeah, always fun. We we <laughs> definitely had some fun researching it and discussing it. So, I think that is going to be it for today. Thank you guys for listening, and thank uh, you all. We'll see you. Be safe and don't get ate. There we go. <laughs>